This is At The Nexus, episode 15, Blatant Landing, on Saturday, February 25th, 2012, and now fantastically long. Hey, how's it going? It's good, how about you? I'm doing well, how are you? I'm good. So, how was your week? Oh, it's good, I just uh, finished a calculus uh, quiz on Thursday, and uh, uh, journalism midterm on Monday. Hmm. So, what kind of final do you have for journalism? Uh, well, so it's, um, 30 multiple choice questions, uh, a 10 part matching question, and then like five worth a lot of point short answer questions. So what, what do you get tested on in a journalism class? Well, had I not been sleeping, uh, I love where this is going. I would have saved all of the test questions. Okay. However, I was awake and taking the test, so I didn't have time. But they kind of ask you questions that are pretty basic. So, like, what is media literacy? What is media controversy? What is media criticism? Blah, blah, blah. And then they'll ask some more specific things in the, uh, you know, short short answer, short response kind of thing. Okay. And those things like, what did um, so-and-so guy do for journalism? Or um, what do you think the effects of newspapers are on magazines? Or some weird open-ended question that you know that there's an answer that, that that you discussed in the class, and that's what they're looking for. Okay. Something like that. That sounds fun. Yeah. Well, so let me tell you how much I read the book. Which book? The media criti- the media the media book for that class. Okay. Let me tell you, not at all. Ah, sounds like me with my career resource and college study guides book. It's, it's very similar. So the reason I don't read the book, well, oh, well, <laughs> it's funny. So every Friday. Um, there are two quizzes for the two chapters that were supposed to be assigned that week, right? Yeah. I never do those quizzes. Mm, doesn't sound like you're on track for success. Well, it's funny you mention that, because the reason I don't do them is because they're set at 5 p.m. on Friday. Oh. That's too early for me. I don't start uh, working on homework until, like, at least 10. So, is there any point deductions for not doing the quizzes? I don't know, yeah. Yes, uh, there is. They were seven points each. Uh, hmm. No, I'm not too worried. H- how much is the whole class worth? One thousand fifty. That's a, so, so yeah, seven point quizzes aren't too bad. Yeah, it's reasonable. But there's two two a week, so it's more like fourteen then. Oh well. And there's how many weeks? Sixteen, eighteen. Yeah, but probably the only like fifteen of those actually are doing anything. That's about two hundred points. Okay, that's not overly hard. Terrible. Yeah, it is. If I don't do any of them, I probably should do some. But I'll get there one day. Yeah. I just never remember to do it on Fridays. Yeah, just ask your teacher um, for exemption. Don't don't even ask to make it up at a different time to say, you know, you should probably just exempt me. Did I do that? Yeah, once? You should try. Have I done that before? I, I've done that many a times. Did it work? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's good. I had to say, um, oh, I was configuring some Pikachus in the other room. I can tell you something. Yeah. Coming from me, that normally works. I can say I'm configuring anything followed by a noun, and it's perfect. I can, I'm configuring running. There's even a <laughs> verb. No, but actually that probably does make sense. I'm configuring running. Yeah. Uh, you have to set those variables, okay. So, yeah, but... Yeah. So that class, you know... I, don't, I never take the quizzes, so I didn't know what was going to be on the quiz, or I mean on the exam, and so I kind of just went into it not having a clue what would be on it, okay. and so everything was really obvious and easy. Yeah. 
also like my other resource class. I mean, some people thought it was hard, and it's like, really, no. So yeah. I don't know what the expectations are in that class. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in my career resource and study skills class, everybody thinks that class is really hard, but it's it's not really not. Yeah. Um, one thing I hate about it, though, is the teacher does not give us breaks. Hmm. Uh, for in a two-hour class, I expect a ten-minute break. Okay, yeah. Because then I never come back. Mm-hmm. I, I need an opportunity to leave. Leave, and then because they take they do the attendance at the start of the class, and I like the opportunity to escape. Yeah. I, I I can't be expected to sit in a little desk for two hours. I have to escape and run away and go home. Yeah, and that's totally reasonable. Read the news. Everybody understands that. Yeah. But besides that, uh, all the quizzes are relatively easy. The hardest part is um. The assignments are rather ambiguous, like in the assignment sheet, yeah. and the teacher goes over exactly what she's expecting. Mm. So on the assignment sheet, it stated that we were supposed to make 10 flashcards of what? to help us study. Oh. I'm like, okay. And then we, I got in the lecture, she was saying about how you can study for any class and like use these and apply them to anything. It's like, okay, I know what I'm doing. I'm going to do a bunch of FDIS commands. Um, and so I did a bunch of other things because I'm, you know, I, yeah. I, I know them, but I you'd just, want to know them better. No, it's not really that. It's just that I know she doesn't know them. Yeah, I know what you mean. So I love just lying. Like with, like as I stated earlier, it's just so much fun to see something, and then nobody understands what you talk about. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's so. totally reasonable. Mm-hmm. I I agree. I, I don't do that personally, but it's reasonable. Okay. I believe you. Uh, so I, I think you're very sincere, right? Sincere right now. You'd be surprised. I think I'm not. <laughs> well, so uh, how was your uh, Java class? Oh, that was Thursday, wasn't it? You see, parking's two fifty this week, and um, why is it more? It's always is two fifty a day. Why'd you say this week? This week, next week, week after. Okay. And guess what? Week after that, it's also going to be two fifty a day. That's reasonable then. On days I go, so it becomes <laughs> even more reasonable. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. And then I start to think about how much it actually costs to sit in class for four hours. Like, how much I'm paying the teacher to sit there. Yeah? And, uh, yeah, it's a little more than 250 a day. A four-hour class seems like a long time. Yeah. Um, I don't think I've ever been there more than three. So, what was the uh, topic this week in the uh, Java? Um, I think Java. they're talking about classes some more. Oh, classes. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Classes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think you mentioned that they were wrong of some, in some way. <sighs> You know, I don't know. I don't know how to really word this. Um, when we both took intro to programming, we both got a little quick thing about classes. I know you got it pretty quick, but um, I, I I struggled with the concept of classes for a while. Yeah. Um, but uh, they are difficult for a non-programmer. Like now, when I think of classes, I, I, I don't sense. even I don't even hesitate. Right. Like, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I guess it is hard because I I can't sit there because I've been doing java for five years now right yeah has, has yeah, it been five had, years yeah that's it amazing actually has since introduction to java and then all the ap computer yeah. science fun you know it's funny you bring that ap thing up i just uh, got a comment on my blog earlier today actually about a guy or from a guy who um was going over you know doing practice you know, previous AP practice questions, mm-hmm. and you know how they turn last year's questions into this year's practice. Yeah. Well, he needed the answers for the class he's in. Ah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so my blog does provide those. So if you, if you need a AP support, I've got that. Yeah. Remember uh, that one time when I just kind of walked out of the room? Watch out for IBOP. 
This is AP. They're still coming. I bop does not uh, intrude on AP's premises. Can I tell you something? Mm-hmm. I bop doesn't intrude on anything. <laughs> I bop. Remember when you stole a cart full of exams? No. I relocated it because it was in my way. I did not steal it. I just pushed it into room B, which was supposed to be a secure room that was propped open. Yeah, so it's very secure. But it was um, our other co-host that decided that he wanted the labels. Like, you know the ceiling stickers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he just started sealing things that didn't need to be sealed. They're, they're kind of cool. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Well, I just think that's, uh, you know, one of those uh, yeah, big wasn't. vulnerabilities that they all try to stop us from having. Indeed. They don't do a good job. Nope, it's Miss J. <laughs> we don't say names on air, but that's okay. J seems rather ambiguous. <laughs> well, you're right. <laughs> okay. It could be anybody. Yeah. So, you hear anything? Um, I heard there's some birthdays in this week. Yes, well, so, I don't know about the first one, but the, I know about the second one. So, uh, I'll do the first one. So, yeah. on uh, Tuesday, no, uh, excuse me, Wednesday, mm-hmm. it was uh, Heinrich Hirsch's, uh Ow. Cat inhalation or what? Uh, apparently. Uh, it was his birthday. He's 115. No, he's dead. Um, but he would have been 115. Uh, but he was the guy who uh, did a lot of work with waves and stuff. And oh. he, he proved that um, there was some thing called electric magnetic waves and stuff. Okay. Um, I was searching for um, this guy's Wikipedia article. And do you know what I typed in? Maybe. 155. Wait, what? How do you do that? I don't know. I'm, and I'm just Googling this because I don't, I don't want to be wrong with my facts. And, um, yeah, that that's kind of bad on my end. Huh. For some reason, 115 must be significant. But either way, um, he did a lot of great things. Um, well, he made hertz, Plus, right? yes. Yeah, and, um, which is my favorite currency. That's our favorite currency. Yeah. Because yeah. um, everything should be dealt with in hertz. It really should. Mm-hmm. Especially when you're at customs. Well, okay, so that probably is true. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, it was just kind of cool. Google had a little wave thing, well, and so that that little thing is pretty darn cool. It um, yeah, I don't, I don't think it did any reaction to like your mouse or anything, right? No, no, it didn't. That would have been really cool, but it was kind of just like the Google colors in a little mm-hmm. wave pattern. Yeah, it loaded really fast, even mm-hmm. on my slow internet. So, um, show me some kind of canvas thing. Yeah. So I heard there's another birthday this week? Yes. So have you ever heard of Apple? I think I have. Do you know who, who the one of the founders of Apple was? Does it start with a Steve and ends with an Osniak? Yeah, but not in this case. Hmm. Is it, is it still start with Steve? Yes. Hmm. Unemployment? Oh, Jobs. No, yeah. No, Jobs. Yeah, right, that was it. right, right. Yes. So it is indeed Steve Jobs' birthday, and this allegedly is no longer Friday, but, well... Yeah, I think it is. Because uh, you know how I have my old, old school watch, and it, it takes an hour. Oh, you're right. Like it, the hour before, it starts changing the day, and then the hour after, it starts changes yeah. the mm-hmm. other dial. Well, okay, so it is still uh, Friday then, and so it is still Steve Jobs' birthday. So, in honor of that, I f- attempted to finish, indeed and did finish, the uh, Steve Jobs biography by Walter Isaacson. Mm. So, so, how do you rate the book? Out of what scale, please? Give me give me a scale. 600 hertz to, I don't know, a couple gigahertz. Okay, so, on a scale from 600 to 2,000, I'm thinking about a good 1,300. Oh, that's a lot of hertz. So, here's why. 
the beginning of the book focuses on Steve as a child and then into his garage and then in high school and then, you know, doing stuff with early Apple. Can I pause you right there? Yeah. So what would he say Jobs is? He's a visionary, a changer of worlds, a beautiful, productive, whatever person that revolutionizes everything. Okay. Um, and where did he start again? In the garage. Okay, so somebody who set up a computing center in their garage can move on to do Okay, but things. let me tell you what. It wasn't cold in the garage. It was in California. Okay, just because I'm operating at like 4 degrees Fahrenheit doesn't mean... More like 28, but whatever. It's very. It's a lot colder in the garage than it is outside. I can't fathom why. That makes sense. No I, sun. I, I don't know. It's, it's so much more freezing in there. I've been calculating prime numbers and it's still not working. It's and it's never gonna. I'm my C, my six CPUs are at a hundred percent load at all times. It's never gonna work. Hmm. Well, so the, so the beginning of the book was fine. Oh, yeah. I, I like the beginning of the book, but then as it, as the book progressed into the next era, like after Steve left, uh, you know, Apple the first time, mm-hmm. and then he made Next, it kind of got disconnected so that. There just wasn't enough information about it. Like they didn't explain what the point of Next was. They didn't explain why Steve wanted Next to be the way it is. They did a good job with Pixar, mm, which yeah. is also what he did. Mm-hmm. But then, as he got back into Apple, it seemed like that last leg between you know 2000 and now kind of just was compacted too much compared to the beginning of the book. And maybe that's because I know more about what happened now versus back then. Yeah. Plus, um... Or, um... You know, when you start writing a book, you think you have endless amount of time, but... Right. Look how long the book already is. Well, and so they rushed it, too. So it was originally going to come out next, or this year, sometime in uh, March. Yeah. But then they thought, well, we, we could do it in November. So it was going to be November 21st, and then Steve died, and then so then it was, like, October something. Okay. Or maybe... Something like that, yeah. So they did They did do that. Uh, and so then also in the book, I think they didn't reveal anything specifically th- that we didn't really know, I guess. Because mm. uh, you um, saw the PBS documentary, right? I guess, uh, yeah. What was it called? One uh, Last Thing? I guess. I think that's what it was, yeah. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know if I'm really that impressed with it. I'm, I'm giving it 1,300 hertz okay. out of 2,000. Yeah. And can I add another thing? Yeah. So, um... I, I want to quick double check with you, but as last I've heard, we have not gotten any submissions from last week's challenge. No, and uh, last week's challenge was, of course, to submit a photo of yourself in the style of this picture on the cover of Steve Jobs' biography. And that is, of course, him staring straight on with his hand on his chin. And we received no entries. So We are greatly disappointed. Yeah, and so to uh, make this worth your time, we're offering you a $500 hertz check for our imaginary bank of um caesarless no no that's a bad name either way we we're extending another week okay and there's a fake reward in the end it has nothing to do with 25 billion app downloads oh really yeah that's a lot of downloads Mm -hmm. so you know do you download apps at all because i don't um you know, I, I um, recently installed some, and I can't seem to uninstall um, this Cydia uh, thing. Okay, so I have a question about this App Store download thing. Does this count Mac App Store? 
I don't think so. I okay. think it's just the mobile. Okay, so what I don't like about Apple right now, if they could change this sometime in the future, that would be great, is that there's too many stores. Have you noticed this? There's the iTunes Music mm-hmm. Store, there's the iBook Store, there's the App Store, there's the Mac App Store. And then there are some other stores I don't know the about. The iBook Store? Yeah, there's that too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got an email, because you didn't get an email because you're not in the right store. Um, but I, I, I'm an iPad owner, and so I, I was given an email today saying... Hey, we want to hit 25 billion apps. Download this app and be put in a contest. So they're making you download an app? No, they're, they're saying if you download it, you have a chance to win $10,000 for the App Store That's, in credit. That makes sense to some degree. I don't know if I'd ever be able to spend $100 in the App Store. I've yeah, already gotten... You know, I think I spent probably 25 when I hit my iPod Touch. I mean, I already bought the heavy hitter apps. Like, I got GarageBand for 5 bucks, um, Keynote yeah. for 10 And you got your Wolfram. And and- iMovie for 10 and then um, I got Wolfram for three and well, Wolfram okay, so Net- Net- Network Admin for one, three. Well, so I think their intention of it isn't just for apps. People do buy mo- movies and music and... Um, oh, I, I suppose, yeah. Maybe you could buy a textbook with it if they didn't suck. Or oh, yeah. potentially, um, I know for sure that when I got my Mac, I got a $100 credit for the App Store. Oh, because you're a student. Right, and so then I could spend it on... Music or apps on either my iPod that I didn't have anymore or on the Mac itself. Hmm. So, I mean, it's if, if you did have a bigger ecosystem, you could do more with it. Okay. Well, still, you can get a lot of Apple products for that. I don't think you can use Apple gift cards to buy another iPad. That, that is unfortunate, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, liked, I liked it better when they did give the iPod Touch away with the uh, Mac. Like, when you got a Mac as a student, you'd get a free iPod Touch. Yeah. Um, I heard th- over the summer, if you bought a Windows PC... Um, you get an Xbox, right? Yeah, and that's, that's well, pretty I, good. I like that deal. It's a pretty good deal, especially it's a, a nice deal for a college student. Yeah, because every college student needs an Xbox. It's I think a requirement so, requirement for anybody who lives in the dorms, at yeah, least. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So, I, I don't know why. I, I guess they wanted people to push the uh, apps forward, but I don't know. I don't think that was a good deal. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. We should just give it Apple TV because that's a hundred bucks, anyways. Well, you know, you and know then how... you go buy stuff for it. Well, I don't know about I don't know about that. Just you know, the Apple TV is really limited in what it does. Mm. I guess anybody would who would buy stuff would just buy it off of Netflix because it's cheaper. It, it, it's a flat fee for Netflix, and usually they're good enough. Yeah. And the problem with Apple TV is that it doesn't do anything other than iTunes and Netflix. I mean, if you didn't have Apple products already, if you didn't already have an iPad, it wouldn't do much. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, speaking of revamping the iTunes store, there are rumors circulating that there's going to be a major overhaul later this year. Yeah, it seems like they're really getting ready for something big. And so uh, this week they bought a company that will allow them to search uh, and make better suggestions on what you want. In, oh. the, in the app store. Did they buy Google? Uh, no, actually, they, they acquired Chomp. Chomp. Hmm. Sounds good, doesn't it? Well, Sounds so like a mouthful. It's an app store and search directory, directory uh, product thing company. Mm. And so I don't know how it works, but it sounds good. Uh, hopefully you can get better, I don't know, better suggestions and better search results when you search in the store. Yeah, because um, right now the genius thing where like, it suggests what Isn't you want. It's so useful. It's awful. Um, I've, it's never recommended a good product to me yet. You know, I've never actually used Genius either for music, because I only bought one song. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, should just buy the whole Beatles collection. You know, that's expensive. Mm. But it, it, it's the day we all remember. Yeah. You know, that was actually in the book, too. 
Um, the last, uh, the last thing he ever wanted for the music store was to have the Beatles. Wow, I wonder what kind of deal he had to make in the end. Um, it's in the book, and I don't really know how to explain it, but there was some stuff. Uh, I can that, imagine. Some old, and, 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 you know, it, it took years. Oh, yeah. It's like, uh, you know, like, the Beatles um, were published under Apple Records. Yeah, I know. And so that was the first big thing. And so originally, the first, you know, the original Apple back in the 80s, they agreed with Apple Records that Apple Records wouldn't go into the computer business and Apple wouldn't go into the music business. Mm. And then 20 years later, yeah. one of them didn't follow through. And it wasn't the music company. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So after that disagreement and some others, eventually Jobs figured it out and he got his wish to have the Beatles in the store. Yeah. Yeah. So that's good. Mm-hmm. But uh, have you ever used the iTunes app on on um, like a real computer? On the real computer? Yeah. I've, like for on my Windows computer, yeah. I don't think it's called an app though. Well, whatever. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've used it. I, ha- I had to actually when I got this. I had, it was running iOS four point something. Oh yeah, and then yeah. You had to, to activate it. You needed to have a Windows or uh, not a Windows computer. Well, you need uh, a computer with iTunes, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then, so, what did you think about the experience of using that particular application? Well, when I downloaded, it was iTunes eleven or ten. I think it's ten. Yeah. Um, I disowned iTunes after seven. Um, mm. I remember back in, in, in uh, junior I remember, high, I, I loved having seven. a copy of iTunes five, and I liked it. Yeah, um, I, I really liked seven. Yeah. Um, and then after seven, they just you know destroyed it. I, my computer couldn't run it because mm-hmm. it was just insane. Like it was seventy percent of my CPU at all times. That is pretty bad. Um, but iTunes seven was nothing like that. It was mm. just eight was so bad. Yes, well, but this one seemed kind of bad. I mean, I think uh, I think iTunes is ripe for a uh, revamp. I think what Apple should really do is unite all the stores under one name. Yeah, they're, they're, it's kind of ridiculous that on on iTunes to get to the iBooks, you have to go to the iTunes Store and then the iBooks Store in the iTunes Store. Yeah, and they also have the sub um, iTunes U Store, which isn't actually a store, right? Because you don't buy anything. Yeah, but it's still a search is hard to find, right? And, you know, like, there's, like, there's rentals, but that's not really a store then. And, of course, you know, there's the App Store, but there's two App Stores. There's the Mac App Store, and then there's the regular, you know. Yeah, one thing I would really wish, though, is I know that the iPad can run iPhone apps, mm-hmm. but I, I really want them to, sp- I know marked. they split. No, they, they mark it, like, in the featured um, column, they, they mark it pretty well. Like, they have the um, iPhone and iPad things, but okay. I, I want them... Like I don't want the iPhone searches first if I'm on an iPad. Yeah, that's, that's what it, it fishes you like a hundred results first, and then it gives you the hundred. Maybe, maybe that's what the Chomp acquisition will help. Maybe yeah. uh, maybe it'll do that. I th- I think that's true. I think that the iPhone. I remember when I was searching for apps on the iPod, that most apps were fine on the iPod, but occasionally I would see apps that were uh, not distinguished between Retina display resolution and. You know, the old 3 3GS resolution, and I kind of thought that was silly, because you should be ranking the things that look really good higher. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know why they do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, heard of, there's something, a new, Apple's doing a new dock? So, so, this is just a rumor right now, and of course, that's all we talk about these days. But, maybe, Apple is getting ready to get a new connector for the, the uh, future iProducts. Cool. So... 
what do you kind of, what do you think this would be like? Because it's not going to be micro USB because that would be ridiculous and logical. So that can't happen, and it's definitely not going to be Thunderbolt. Why is that? It's supposed to be the new awesome thing that's well, universal and wonderful for everything. So when I read this, I was surprised that people would say it wouldn't be Thunderbolt, but then I found out why. Apparently, Thunderbolt utilizes PCI Express, which is required to work because essentially Thunderbolt is PCI Express. It just is an external connection that can go really fast. And mm. apparently iPads and iPhones and other things don't have PCI Express, and putting it in would be a lot of space and a lot more power or something. So it's probably not going to be Thunderbolt. So and, is, would you say that Thunderbolt continues to be pointless? And one more thing. one <laughs> That's funny. Mm-hmm. Now, if you look at the, the Thunderbolt port versus the you know, regular 30-pin connector port. Mm-hmm. I think the 30-pin connector port is thinner. Probably. So one of the things I don't think Apple would do is make a port on future devices thicker, or, I mean, taller. In the... mm, don't think that was me. I'm not worried. Well, I, don't, I just don't think that would happen. So I, I don't know. Mm, maybe it was me. Okay. Uh, dual mail clients. Not my fault. Uh, it is weird, isn't it? Oh, look, the Beatles are f- featured. Oh, uh, there are new exclusive Beatle ringtones now on the iTunes store. Oh, really? Just so you know. just talking about them? Yeah. Uh, it just kind of, just came up right now. So I, I think if they were going to do, uh, uh, you know, one of these kind of uh, a revamped dock connector, it would have to be really tiny but you know why? You know one of the reasons they have such a big one? Why? Well, apparently, it was so they could actually do ex- external video and other mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with AirPlay and, you know, other such things, maybe they won't have to do it. You know, with AirPlay, they don't have to push video through HDMI. Maybe they could just go over Wi-Fi. Yeah. Because um, that would encourage more device sales, of course. You know, Apple TV or something else. And I, I know they're going to be doing Bluetooth 4 now with all the Macs and with all of the, uh, you know, future iDevices. Mm-hmm. So uh, Bluetooth 4 is really great for power savings, and it's really fast compared to previous Bluetooth implementations. So I think they're going to go down that route of okay. uh, making it smaller. But what, what size do you think it could possibly be? If you have it smaller, do you think it needs to be? Um, I don't think it needs to be much smaller. What if it was, like, the size of the uh, this? You know, that could happen. What is this called? This is the MagSafe connector for the uh, MacBook Air. Mm-hmm. It's probably about half the dock size. Yeah. But on the other hand, this doesn't transfer data. This just transfers power. So maybe that has something to do with it, too. But there's room for more pins. Yeah. I, yeah. You see how tightly packed they're packed Wouldn't on Wouldn't it be nice thing? if, if uh, all uh, things were just that easy, you know, just snap in? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I'd like to see that. Mm-hmm. So, but- yeah. So, so, you know how when I dock into um, my desktop yeah. with the iPad, I, I can sync my pictures so I have them backed up, but that's pretty much all the syncing does with the dock mm-hmm. system they have right now. Right. Which well, is, actually, no, it does back up your apps. It backs up my apps and does a few other things, but pointless. It doesn't increase usability at all. That's what backup does. But the docking system as a whole, it does not help a user at all. What do you mean Docking. To a computer. If I have the iPad hooked up to my computer, it doesn't do anything it for It charges me. it. It charges it, and that's it. That's all it needs to do. Uh, what no, else do you want it to do? I want to be able to work either from my iPad and then go to my desktop. 
In what sense? Like, I want my web history, everything else, to oh. do that. Okay. I want it to be an actual docking system, because nah. it's just a stupid transfer I'm, thing right I'm now. okay with that. I, I'm not. I, I'm very... I was kind of hoping they'd change something in the new future, but it doesn't seem like they're doing that. Because you know how, like, on most businesses set up, like, lots of places have a dock for you, mm-hmm. and then, um... You just hook up your desktop to the dock, or your laptop to the dock, and then you, when you're done at the day, you just take your laptop with you. Right. But imagine if you could do that with your phone. That seems probable. Yeah. Um, so Ubuntu is um, now launching a new thing. Um, you can now use your Android phone and have it run Ubuntu, and they have this new dock for it. And so you can actually connect it, and it's useful. Like, it stores all your information on it, and... It has a little solid-state hard drive on it. And you so, can... did you find any kind of promotional video that we can play for this particular event? Uh, it doesn't seem to be a promotional video yet. I mean, I know there's a video of people holding it and pretending to do stuff, but there's no holding product. It. Whoa. Yeah, there's no product video oh, yet. Okay. But if you if you go to Ubuntu's website, um, they now entered oh. a new tab called Devices. Yeah, I see that. But if and you then, look at their main page, it's... Uh, what does their main page say? Uh, it's uh, Droid Meets Human. Yeah, I do like that. That's not a good. I don't know. I don't like that particular kind of thing, but I, uh, I, I kind of do. Uh, okay, I guess. So Ubuntu for Android, no video. That's yeah. I mean, their videos always sucked, anyways. Well, I know that's why I like playing them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, okay. But look how many times it's hey, been tweeted. Hey, it has that same get in touch thing. <laughs> yeah. They they want manufacturers to get in touch with them because nobody's going to do it. I think this time you're wrong. Um... But want to know something? Yeah. You're exactly right on. Um, if you're... So if you get the get in touch thing, say, I'm a software partner, a headset maker, a mobile phone network, a press or journalist, open source developer, home user, Ubuntu enthusiast, PC or sm- smartphone user. That's what they're I think to I'm going to pick that one. Um, maybe I'll pick uh, Ubuntu enthusiast. Make, pick, make one of each. Oh, yeah. Yeah, pick one of each. I like that. Well... So, do you think this has any chance of taking off? Um, I know in India, there's a couple schools that set up a little program where everybody had like it was it was a little more than an external hard drive, but it was a little box about the size of a phone that mm-hmm. had like a laptop hard drive in it and some other things. And it basically the students would go and use the terminals at school and then just plug in to something like a phone that just had the one cable that goes to it, and that had the power and the data and everything else, and then did essentially just run off of that. Right. And so, um, like, at school, some, I know I did more at Central than I do at um, my college I go to. Um, I used to run everything off my thumb drive. Like, mm-hmm. I would go to the computer, boot off of my little thumb drive, and all my documents would already be there because I had set up the persistence and stuff. Yeah. Um, and that was really good for me back then, mm-hmm. except, cause I, except for the boot time. It was, it was kind of a long boot time. But then using district login was also a pain. In a, a huge boot time, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I remember when we had to um, use the district login, and Firefox would take 150 like, jumps mm-hmm. to load. Yeah, that was quite bad. Yeah. So, I don't know if uh, those... Uh, I wonder, how did they ever fix that? I think it's still pretty huh. bad. Okay. Well, I guess so. I guess I never use the Macs there anymore. Yeah, it's the whole system is messed up. So, have you heard of an iPad before? I have. Are you using one right now? I am using one right now. Would you like a new one? I think I want to microwave this one in a little while, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I hear this one coming in a couple of weeks. Or, you know, at least three. 
Yeah. And uh, it's going to be called the iPad 3. Never would have guessed that. Yeah, I know. So, what do you think? Photoshop 2S. Uh, Except uh, for not really. Not, put, not putting it past them at this point. Uh, well. Because they wouldn't even call the next A6 chip, would they? It's called that the A5, what was it? Well, actually, there there are rumors right now that somebody found a leaked chipset for the next iPad, and it's labeled A5X. Yeah. So, so it seems a hard to increase numbers. Well, so it's a little fishy, but here's what they could have meant by that. It's, it could be a prototype chipset. Or did they find it at a bar? Indeed. Okay. I mean, it could be a leak... From, you know, like, it was just an intermediate step, and they weren't, it's not official. But who really knows what it can do, because it doesn't run, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. So, you know what's going to happen on the next iPad, right? Um, I heard double the screen resolution. Yeah, so it's going to actually look good. It looks pretty good now. It'll look better. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. And, uh, I guess what they're going to do is, uh, quad-core? Yeah, um, possibly. So, what do you think about a quad-core? Um... I'm trying to figure out what it needs to actually compute. Because right now, there's no point of having any cores. Well, okay, so you use the uh, new iBooks application for textbooks, right? Indeed, yeah. I thought it was incredibly stuttery. Do you know how many pictures it has to load at once? So that's that's one of the things. So maybe a better processor can help with that. Mm, Okay. Uh, uh, You know, with a quad-core processor, presumably some of those are dedicated to graphics, too. Yeah. So you remember... You know, 2x processing and 7x or 9x uh, graphics. I think it was 7, but I know what you meant. Yeah, right. So, maybe, what do you think the new uh, new ratios will be this time? The new multipliers? Mm, you know, are we comparing to the iPad 1 or from the iPad 2 onward? We were going to say, you or know, two like... 2 onward? Yeah. Okay. Right. Um, you know, say double processing again because that's always been a constant for almost every any platform yeah, that's definitely um but graphics i don't know i know they're doubling the resolution and stuff but could you go a whole nother 7x after that inside the same size of the tablet because right now they're they're mm. for the well, ipad if jump, 2 if you're jumping up from a, a dual core one gigahertz processor to a quad core 1.3 1.5 gigahertz processor i think so but then you'd have to add better, bigger batteries, and you'd have to add a lot more stuff. Smaller dock. No, that that won't save them that much space. Apparently, they think it will. Hmm. I don't. I'll be I, really impressed once they could take out a corner like the Nook can. You know what? When they have that much space to spare, we'll know we've hit the hit the hit yeah. the wall. Uh, uh, they, they might have to expand how thick the iPad is. You know, I think that's one of the things they're actually going to be doing. They're making it thicker. Yeah, I think they'd have to. And you know, I don't know if that's necessarily a bad thing. Because yeah, it so. seems thin enough right now. You, you've seen the current generation iPod Touch, right? Yes, I have. It is too thin to actually use without a case to make it thick enough to hold. Mm-hmm. So I think um, something like that could be true of the iPad in some sense. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's a pretty good size right now. I don't think it's too thin. Um, but, it, but it just feels like... You're used to your HP Touch. Yeah, I know. That's that's overly thick. Yeah. Well, so do you know? Um, you didn't get a 3G iPad, but you, uh, you know, you got the Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. So, do you think a 4G iPad would be in useful in any way? Well, of course, it'd be useful. It's just going to be expensive. Do you think somebody uh, will uh, purchase that? Do you think it'll happen? I'm going to guess that a stand-up comedian I know will buy the. 4G, 64 gigabyte, um, maxed out comedian? one. Yes, I think we both know a stand-up comedian now. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He, he likes to buy the 
awesomest Apple product there is available. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you think 4G support, do you think 4G in general will get onto the iPad 3? You know, I'm trying to think of how, do you know how much more battery 4G takes than 3G? Well, the only 4G phones that are really out there right now, of course, are Android phones, and those are notoriously bad for battery life anyway. Yeah. So who really knows? On the other hand, so my phone can get, now these are bad comparisons, so my HP touchpad running, uh, you know, Android 4, which is obviously not optimized for the hardware in any way, because it's, of course, fake ROM, it can go a whole day and a half. Okay. Um, with, with uh, you know, Wi-Fi on and getting updates all the time. Now, if it had 3G on it, though, I'm probably thinking about 9 hours, and 4G probably about 6. Okay, because if you have bigger screen resolution, if you have all the other things, and you have the 4G stuff, right. I'm really worried about the new battery life mm-hmm. without them going a lot thicker. So I'm thinking... I, I just don't know about the, the 4G. Because... If the phones haven't gone 4G yet, why would the well, iPad? Well, okay, so then that, that that is a great point. You normally have the phone pioneer. That but it's not, because if you've looked at the iPad re- recently in the past two years, because, you know, there's been two of them, the first iPad brought the A4, then mm-hmm. the iPhone 4 came out with the A4, right? Yeah. It's... And then the iPhone uh, 4S came out with an A5 when the iPad that same year came out with the A5. So the processors have always been leading in the iPad. Yeah, that makes so, sense. So maybe it is possible that the uh, radio technologies will also lead in the iPad in this case. Uh, I wouldn't bet on that. Why not? Because it's easier for them to put uh, those pro- those extra pieces in a bigger thing rather than a smaller thing, and then they have some time to work around any but extra problems. The main purpose of the phone is that it is, like, all it has to be is a 3G antenna or 4G. Like, it all it doesn't have to be anything else. The iPad's not primarily an internet-connecting device. It's yeah, it is. It's got other stuff. Oh, yeah, it is. It is primarily an internet-connecting device. Like, you don't... The first thing you think of is not putting in an antenna. you got to get the display and a bunch of other things. Like, other things take priority. Mm. Where a phone needs to make but a it, phone call no matter where it the is. The iPhone is so much less a phone than it really is just a small iPad. Mm, it's thicker. It, it's more beautiful. Ah, I don't know. I don't like the feel of the iPad. Or uh, not uh, iPhone. Oh, I love the feeling of the iPhone. Mm, well, it has no bevel. Go feel it, it is so, I do. I, I have. I remember my first time. Yeah, I remember my first time, too. I was at uh, the local Best Buy store. Oh, really? I picked it up, and uh, there went the alarm. Oh, I remember I was. it was at my uh, local Roseville Apple store, and I picked it up, and it was heavier than it could possibly be for its size. I did notice that. And it was incredible, and I just loved it. Mm. And I wanted it every second since. Except for now, because now you know it's a piece of crap. No, now now I'm kind of more um, in the Android market kind of thing. Yeah. Not I don't mean the market, but I mean in the Android lifestyle. Like, I need my feed readers to actually work, and I need intense Gmail integration. And without those things, I don't think I could survive. But this has an awesome Google Plus interface. Like the app. <laughs> no, it is doesn't. Fantastic! You can upload the first frame of any video. Mm-hmm. That's quite a quite a good thing. Indeed. Yes. So you you heard about uh, Mountain Lion last week, right? Yeah, it kind of surprised me too. So there's two things. Well, there's actually ten exciting features. Allegedly. Oh. I, no, they did that for Lion too. Yeah. Well. Okay. So we talked about it a little bit last week, but. You know, some of them, you know, we've kind of, uh, you know, had some time to, or, you know, people have gone out and actually played with the developer preview kind of thing they have out now. And, you know, none of them are particularly exciting. 
but one of the things that are being changed is they're making the dashboard on you know the you know the you know the, when you swipe to the left there's the dashboard on OS 10 mm, no you know the, this thing okay yeah yeah that's called the dashboard and so of course those are full of widgets so they're making the dashboard on OS 10 a little bit better they're doing some uh, iOS uh, folders and some iOS uh, style uh, icon app storing things so they're they're making that a little bit more uh neat they're um making launchpad better and you know this is of course launchpad this horrible thing uh they're also making better simplifications for key commands so that instead of having apps and other things have specific uh menu panes for setting shortcuts it's all going to be system integrated so that's kind of nice yeah what else are they going to do hmm hmm well, do you know what they're going to do? Uh, no. They're dropping X11. Ooh, no. I love X11. So you have to explain what X11 is, because you're the network guy. Okay. Um, basically, X11 is different than normal core kernel services. It's just, it's just a different way of, like, you know, Windows, like, the, like the graphics interface and everything, it's just part of the core system mm-hmm. x11 is a branch of that which allow is dedicated exclusively for graphics and stuff and then lets you configure stuff and it's um a much better way of splitting um core kernel services and your drawing of the windows and stuff and graphics right so apparently they're going to split it off in um to a new open source kind of method so if you want it you can go download it uh and they're still contributing stuff to it but they're just not going to include it by default now. Okay, that, that's... I kind of saw that coming. It's Apple's kind of branched from their little BSD path. Well, and you, who you really... Normal people don't really need it, so why bother? Oh, oh definitely, because Apple users want simple things. Right. So, speaking of simple things, did you hear about sandboxing? Yeah, um, I did. I thought I, I read about this coming like a long time ago, and then it just dropped out of all news sites. I'm like, okay, maybe they finally decided not to go through it. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, they just announced they're actually making it official. Well, so you remember when the digital switchover from analog to digital was going to happen a few years ago? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it was going to happen on one date, and then they pushed it back six months anyway? Yep. Well, so they're doing that same thing with sandboxing now. Yeah. So it was originally going to happen... Uh, you know, sometime now, like on March 1st, for example. It was originally going to happen a long time ago. Well, no, actually, it was always planned for March 1st. And so now, apparently, it's going to start on January 1st. I mean, June 1st. It starts with a J. Whatever. Miss J? Mm. Mm -hmm. We don't say names in air. Well, so you know what sandboxing does? Yeah. What does it do? It basically kind of is like Java, like where everything runs in a magical container where and, and you can't actually do anything. Do anything bad with the memory. But you separately still kind of... Well, can. you can crash your own app, but that's not really nice. Things are defective by design. Right. Well, so sandboxing is great, but it does have some limitations for what apps can do. So yeah. if you needed to actually read to the disk you know, freely, or if you needed to... Uh, I don't know, make some system-wide properties or do something system-wide, you couldn't do it because you can't a- interact with other programs. So it would be like iOS. iOS programs can't act, interact with other things. Mm-hmm. But it does seem like... Because you know, anybody can develop apps and stuff. Mm-hmm. It, it does seem like one of the only way to like universally police stuff. I mean, Well, it's a great, great idea for uh, making apps secure so that 
you can't, as a developer, mess with a user's files. And that's that makes sense, but mm-hmm. the problem is users tend to use apps together. Yeah. So my Dropbox, I, I need to use right. with my Adobe Reader. Imagine, imagine Dropbox as a as a Santa boxed app. I mean, what does that even mean? I think it means I have to uninstall it. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. So I don't. I don't. I'm glad they're extending the deadline for that, and hopefully they come up with some something new to make it work better. And I'm kind of thinking something like the Microsoft Windows Phone Seven contracts. And those I don't know if I'm familiar with that. So essentially what it does is, so like you have some application and it can do some feature, right? It can do some function. Mm-hmm. Well, so that 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 uh, application will make a, write up a contract, you know, metaphorically, yeah. and it will provide it to the system. And then let's say some other ca- application wants to use that functionality. Okay. So what you do, or what that application does, is it looks around for that contract, signs it, and then it essentially uses it. Okay. Um. Awesome. Yeah, so essentially what happens is, you know about interfaces from, uh, what do you call it, uh, Java? Yeah. You remember Java interfaces? Well, it's incredibly similar to how a Java interface works. You make that method name, you make that predefined parameter and return, and then other things can implement it and still work together. Yeah. So that's essentially what it is. And I think that's a great strategy for getting around the sandbox. It's still secure, but you have to make clear what you want to do outside. Wow, it sounds like I actually thought this one through. Uh, that's Microsoft for you. Yeah, that's that's what I'm getting at. Yeah, you know, I haven't really given much thought to Windows phones. Like I just thought uh, it's kind of a joke. It's, yeah, because yeah. I thought it was kind of like the Zune market thing. Like, but you know, you know, I, I you know, I've only seen one person ever with the Zune, but when I used the interface on it, it was really good. Okay, I really enjoyed it. I don't know for sure if I enjoy. It. I, I've never used a Windows Phone Seven phone, but I I know the interface looks nice. To some extent. Yeah. Do you know what we need to go do? Visit one? Yeah. Where do you do that? Well, of America. I think <sighs> they added a shop just... Doesn't, uh, don't they have the, to at Best Buy, though? It's got to have some on demo. You know, that's the one store in this world I won't go set foot Okay, into. so you're going to drive 20 miles to Mall of America or 4 miles to Roseville. I am going to do neither. Good. I'm going to go look at the virtual tour they have of the Windows 7 shop. I think they have one. Oh, that's cool. Like when they did a launch, I got I actually got a mailing to oh, the house. I never do that. Yeah, you got one too. Did I? Yes, you did. Where did I put it? I don't know, but oh. you showed it to me. Emma oh. already saw that. Oh, I didn't know that. You should have showed it to me again. Uh, yeah, children. I, I don't. I don't read my mail. But do you know who does? No. Gmail. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, well, that's unheard of. You wouldn't think that Gmail would uh, read yeah. read their mail. So, are you familiar with uh, the Windows 8 logo? I am vaguely familiar with the Windows and how it, this looks awful. Yes. And then it seems that a lot of their adver- Microsoft advertising is no good when it's positive. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah. You're right. This, the story is um, from November, um, so it is a bit old. But, but it's still it, funny. It's fantastic. Um, so Microsoft made a video. Um, I'm really going to play a few seconds of it, of course, because we have things to do. Um, but... And, we, you know, we struggle to plug in things. There we go. Yes. Um, plus, we have buffering time and stuff. But this is just a uh, smear ad they did against Gmail. And, the, and you know, this smear ad is, uh, well... He's everywhere and nowhere at the same time. He thinks at every subject in unreal time. Probing every sentence and all your punctuation. Got his nose in every colon in every situation. He's the Gmail man. 
zucchini, volcano, oh, lava, birthday, thanks, polar bears. Hey, mailman, are you looking at our mail? No, <laughs> I'm looking at everyone's mail. How can you do that? Well, sometimes when a person really loves their Gmail very, very much, the two get together and an ad is born. You can't do that, mailman. So, that's, um, it's just a three-minute, fantastic-long video, and, um, I just thought it was hilarious. It was yeah. so well-made. Yeah, and so, that video really, um, perpetuates what's wrong with Gmail, and that is, of course, that they read your email. But we all know what that's, how not true that is, right? Yeah, because it's not even a person. It's no, it's, a bot. it's it's a bot that essentially just looks through for keywords for ads, right? Yeah. So everybody remember when you're sending an email to somebody, include death in a family. Well, so so apparently somebody did some research that if you include some certain keywords, uh, Gmail essentially takes pity on you and doesn't show you ads. Yeah. But now I'm guessing they'll probably show you a casket or something. That's kind of sad. Uh, well, you know, uh, on university, right? Um, mm-hmm. Like Epic Earns closed. Oh, no. Where am I going to go get my urns? I don't know. I have to go with Goodwill, see if I can get a gently used one. So, you know, um, you know, that, that, um, that video you just played, what what would you call that kind of a video? It's kind of a parody video, right? Yeah. Yeah, It's a parody on the service. Yeah, it is pretty good. Well, so I, I showed you this earlier this week, but you know, it's, it's, it's been going around the internet. Yeah. Have you ever heard of Dell? I have. Wasn't that the thing that William liked a lot? Dell.com. Okay. Only <laughs> website URL he ever knew until he came to high school. Uh, that and he I, never even went there to find drivers. He went there to look at products. That's weird. People go there to look at products? Well, have, wait, wait. Dell has products? I think they do. I think they have a, um, a new um, TouchSmart PC. You know, I met Dell once. He wasn't that cool. Oh, that's right. Um, Murray had a partnership with him, didn't they? Partnership. Very one-sided. <laughs> yeah. Okay, if that's what you want to call it. Well, so here's, you know, this this kind of thing is really quite fun, and you, everybody enjoys this. So this is the Dell uh, Clayton Sotos Visual Innovators. It was interesting. Moving around all over the place, being an immigrant. I remember when I was a kid flying over the Atlantic, it was kind of fun. We were happy to land in New York, but wound up in the West. Everybody knew each other, but I was too offbeat, I guess. I have to say that my father was probably my biggest inspiration. He brought me a camera one day, out of the blue. He didn't ask for it. I don't know what possessed him. The shooting part is actually not as difficult. What's interesting is how I get to it. You sort of capture a moment in that nanosecond. That, that minimalistic moment that was created by uh, a human body. I can't control the audience. It's not about them as much as it is about what moved me in that moment of color smoke of desire. I am doing my research. I am taking the time to understand. 
So, of course, you know, it only goes downhill from there. And, you know, that all sounded reasonable, right? Can I tell you something? Yeah? The second time you listen to it, it sounds a lot dirtier. <laughs> I know. So, we'll, we'll continue. Hold on, though. I, I had to just go forward a little bit. Okay. Creation. Smoke is the energy. It's some potential leaving an object all at once. It's kinetic. It's that movement we can all happen to be. I take pride in the fact that there are no words in my work. I'm in my own world. I capture passion. I capture a moment in a smoke. The lack of control. The chaos of not knowing where that moment will be is my drive. It inspires me. Do you see it? Do you feel it? I am a facilitator of moments. That's where my journey began. That's where my journey will end. I'm Clayton Sotos, and I'm a visual innovator. So, do you think this is a legitimate campaign from Dell? Yes. Really? I think it's stupid enough to do it, yeah. Okay, so, I mean, I knew Dell products were bad, but this was so well done that I would buy a Dell product just to, just to be a part of this. Can I tell you something? Yeah? I'll never buy one because of this ad. <laughs> it's so good. It is really good. I mean, okay, so, I'm not, we're not going to tell you what happens in the ad because you just have to go and watch it. You know, the audio sounds great, but it's the visuals that make the difference. You know, we need video here. You know, I think um, <sighs> we did something earlier today. What was it? What we did okay, today? so, you know, earlier today we talked about the state of the Nexus. Mm-hmm. We had a little 25-minute address, and we talked about what we've done so far and how we got here and what we thought of it and how much progress we've made with our audience. Mm-hmm. And we're doing great. I think so. Yeah. I also sleep for most of the union because that's, that's what you do i know you, i yeah it's just like when i was taking my exam well so this uh this dell thing it's it's fantastic i know i i, so. I can't i can't remark about but it enough if it was a hoax who do you think paid for it because that was so well done yeah i know um they had actors to pay they had well, well so if you if you go to this guy's website i guess uh let's see if you can google his name if i google his name uh yeah. Hmm. So uh, he doesn't even exist. Like the guy, like the guy's person. I don't think he. He's so an undiscovered artist. I don't think he legitimately exists. He exists in that one moment. So, like, they put up a fake gallery for him. Yeah. You know, they they, is... they legitimately did it all. Oh. Of the, they did a great amount of work for this. You but... need to put post that on Facebook. Uh, no, I'm good. I think you should try it. No, I'm, I'm okay. I think it should be our album art for this week's on uh, iTunes. I don't think so. We don't. Think we don't taken down. Yeah, I do. Especially after we just played that whole uh, whole uh, video and still for advertising that. for Dell. Is uh, that bad? Yes, especially on iTunes. Mm. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. Yes, but, I, uh, I. There's I'm, no other words for it. I know it is. It is so well done. Well, so, that is uh, great. So, you know, we do have other news to talk about, so maybe we should do that. You want to? Uh, sure. So, have you ever heard of Windows? I have. Have you ever heard of Windows 8? Mm-hmm. Did you ever have a Zune? No, I did not. Do you know who, anybody who had a Zune? No, I do not. Okay. 
Have you ever heard of Windows Live? Yes, I have. What, what is that? It's um, a bunch of crap. Well, I think it's a collection of products that really should have been bundled with Windows, but were not for antitrust reasons. Well, it turns out that Microsoft is ending the Zune and Windows Live naming conventions for Windows 8. That's good. So in the past, for example, the email application on Windows was called Windows Live Mail, or something insane. Mm-hmm. I have a I have a direct thing here, and that would be, yeah, Windows Live Mail, and now it's just going to be called Mail. I like that. I like that, too. So instead of Windows Live Calendar, Windows Live Contacts, Windows Live Photo Gallery, it's just going to be Photos, People, Calendar, you know, simple stuff. Instead of Zoom Music Player and Zoom Video Player, it's just going to be Music, Video. Well, maybe there's hope for this Windows thing. So, you know... I remember I remember um when I was reading that um Steve Jobs book one of the people in it commented that Microsoft would always put their branding in their applications. You know, like Apple it, did that too but they just had such a subtle like when you, somebody said iTunes or i Yeah, movie, but it wasn't Apple iTunes, it was yeah. just iTunes, right? Yeah, like so they had it was a, a, it was a con- convention that was uniform was, across right, all it was, products. It was a convention it was instead of a bl- obvious and blatant bland- branding, blatant branding. Mm-hmm. Making that anyone? Yeah. Okay. I think it could be something cool in yeah. the future. Well, so I think I think this is what they should have done a long time ago. This is should have how it's always been. Uh so, what do you think of that? Do you think that that'll help people uh, prefer the brand better, or do you think that doesn't mean anything? I, I think that means a lot. What well, like, makes it easier for people? To they're understand. finally starting to get the mindset that they need to do things simple. Like I they agree. need to change their direction, which I think they finally got now, mm-hmm. and I'll consider possibly buying it. One of the things we learned today, earlier today at least, is that they're going to start ending the the naming convention for like Xbox Live accounts and you know like uh, Hotmail Hotmail accounts and Windows Live accounts they're going to replace all of those account names with what Microsoft is calling Microsoft your accounts okay <laughs> so uh, i think i'm going to have to take back things i said previously <laughs> and um i don't have a link to this right now but i'll put it on my google plus when i fi- find it again and essentially, it's kind of this weird thing where Microsoft is going to put all of these login products under one 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 roof, which is how it should be, right? You mm-hmm. know, there's no sense in having multiple things for the same login for the same service. Yeah. You know, I think the Apple ID right makes perfect sense. It's Apple service, and it's your ID, Apple ID, makes yeah. perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Well, so Microsoft is consolidating all of their online presences with this one thing, and it's silly. So, welcome to Microsoft Your Account. And that's what they're calling it. It's terrible. Okay. You think that's going to help? No. Okay. Well, I agree. So, I don't know what they're going to do about that. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not quite sure. Yeah. But we'll see. I think so. You know, um, you know that comes out, actually, um, next week. Really? Yeah, the preview comes out uh, on the 29th. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. It'll be very interesting to actually get my hands on a real copy of Windows for the first time in five years. Um, has it really been five years? No, it's been two and a half, three, maybe. Uh, it was in November 2009, so it's a little bit less than three years. But Yeah, you, you know, I've used Windows 7 more as a um, beta and RC than I have as that. Because by the time it actually came out, I, I was already over it. See, I never got over it because I needed actual computers to work. I, mean, I use it, but I never use it 
every day. Like I only I had to use it last semester for packet tracer, and that was it. Mm-hmm. See, I use which it is not for, a sniffing. I, um, I, I I I use a lot of different operating systems in my day. Yeah, I just stick with the ones that work. All of them work for me. I stick with the ones that work well. All of them work well for me. Okay, keep on pretending. I'm not pretending, it's just the truth. Okay. There's not a single operating system I use that doesn't actually work. Okay. Which one? Go ahead, tell me. So, tell me, how do you want to, how do you print stuff to your computer? With this one I don't, but that's not the operating system's fault, that's the printer's fault. It really is. If I had an HP printer, everything would work. I think if you had everything that was all Macs, it would be okay. Actually, it's not. It's because Canada doesn't support Mac drivers. Okay. Yeah. So, um, your operating system doesn't work. No, it has nothing to do with the operating system. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, there's no point in making a driver for a failed operating system. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Canon... Cups works fine for anything. Okay, so... install cups and okay, so everything is beautiful. In theory, that's true. But then I'd have to install cups, and I don't want to. You don't like cups? No. Why? They're too big. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's, uh, that's crazy. Yeah, your turn. Um, let's see, so have you heard of the company AMD? Are they a friend of Intel? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I've heard of them. So, do you want to know something funny? Maybe. If you're in Google Docs mm-hmm. for, um, on the iPad, like in the tablet viewer, yeah, you cannot, um, go to a link. Yeah, like, I, knew, so, I knew that. Yeah, um... And if you go, if you tap on the desktop icon at the bottom, it says that Google encounters an error and cannot load, and then you just lose everything, and um, things just you know seem to be legitimately just crashing like you know, instantly. You know, I, you, thus this operating system doesn't work. That uh, is a terrible example of because I can't. The iPad. I need to be able to use uh, Google Docs mm-hmm. on an iPad. Maybe you shouldn't use an iPad for actual work. So what does the iPad get used for, then? Nothing. I don't know why anybody purchased that thing. You know, so I'm looking at how many times you're signed into this. You were signed into the dock right now seven times. Wow. Really? That's, that's, oh, that's it's actually six. Never mind. I miscounted. But there you are. Wow. I think it's a record that for is, that is kind of weird. instance problems. <laughs> I'm impressed. I don't know how you did that. Oh, now Safari's crashed. Well, you know, Safari crashes a lot in general. Especially, yeah. you know, it crashes a lot more on the Mac than you're, you you would believe. Yeah. So I heard you... So what kind of processor do you run on your main computer? So my main computer is using a Phenom 945, uh, or a Phenom 2 945. I think it's 3 gigahertz. Um, you know, it came out of 2009. You know, it was a great, great processor back then. I bought it for 179 I think you can get it for like 120 now. You know, it's that's pretty reasonable for you know. It's a really great processor. It's really great. Yeah, was it the black or the purple edition? I'm pretty sure it's black, okay. but I don't overclock things anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, but I, but you know, it's it's a great processor. I, I'm really glad I have this computer. I mean, I have other computers, but this is really the best computer I've ever had. Yeah. So, what would you say makes the best computer? Would the, you say the operating system? Uh, I'm thinking. No, actually, no, it's not. If I had my choice, I would run this Mac OS on that computer. Okay. So, um, have you heard that, um... You want to know why? Why? Inertial scrolling. Ah. Uh, yeah. And swiping. If I, if, I, if I didn't have those features, this thing would be useless. 
Like if I yeah. if I got Snow Leopard on this thing, I wouldn't want, like it nearly as much. Yeah. Initial scrolling is fantastic. Oh, what, what about your hyper scrolling and your Logitech mouse? Mm, it's not nearly as good, and it's loud. Hmm, it's pretty loud when you amplify it with a microphone. In real life, it doesn't sound anything like that. It does have that kind of grind to it. No, not to sound like a skateboard. Okay, enough of that. So, yeah, so what about AMD? What do you know about them? I know that um, they're not based in Taiwan, but do you know what it is? Some I didn't, hard I didn't. drive companies. Really? And so, um, do you know the global um, hard drive shortage that's going on right now? Yes. Some I'm, I am deeply disparaged by this, this twilight yeah. of hard drives because I need some. Yeah, I know. And um, for the first time in forever, um, looks like there's going to be some relief coming up in the next quarter. Oh, man, that is fantastic. Because, um, you know, I'd, prices okay, don't go so, back down. So, I, I, I just, just I hate to interrupt, but... Four of your instances just disappeared. <laughs> um, may I remind the viewers, don't buy an iPad. Yeah. Um, defective by design. Right. Um, so, I never thought this would happen, because when so- when the hard drive manufacturers can get away with charging, like, $200 um, f- per hard drive, Why what's going to go make down? them want to go down? Yeah. I know. Um, but it looks like um, that the, this next quarter in 2012 will um, still have high prices. It looks like after that, hopefully, it's going to go back down. Um, but I, I expected, because like, you know how extensive the damage was. This was <laughs> ranked one of the most costly disaster, world disasters of all times. Like it, that, no news coverage had any, you know, any respect for. It happened in Thailand. There's just saying. It. I mean, there. if it had happened to actual people, you know, a, a hut or something, it'd be all over CNN. But it happened to a company and just denied. Yeah, uh, like 200 people died. Okay, the other two sad. remaining instances are also gone now. Uh, Do you have the dock open still? No. That that would be... Um, why? It exploded. Okay. Um, it, the iPad is worthless I, I, because of its operating system. you got to stop doing this. What good is the hardware if you don't have something to run it? My operating system and all my computers are fine. Okay. Um but yeah, I still never would expect it to go down. Like, so when, uh, what? When your uh, what, entire factories. What quarter will it um, come back down on? What was that again? Um, they're expecting to see start to see relief some late this quarter, and then. Um, okay, so it's first quarter right now. Yeah, it's on the verge of second quarter, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. So that so it's that quarter sounds... one of the 2012. Yeah, that sounds reasonable. Yeah, I, I just don't like the notation that they use. It's like one Q twelve. Like oh for yeah, 2012. That's, that's that's universal. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, um, it doesn't really matter. What's kind of weird. I, I, they need to. I wonder what kind of hard drives will be in the Windows eight tablets. Uh, well, when you think tablet, you normally always think solid state. You do, but if these are going to be Windows, solid state can't. It, it's pretty steep though, because a sixty gig solid state is still one hundred fifty bucks, and Windows takes twenty, and so then what? Forty gigs is a lot to play with, uh, but it's not not for normal people. Mm. All my programs don't exceed I don't know, like thirty kilobytes. It's not the programs; it's all the stuff, all your pictures and drawings and Word docs and chilly stuff. I'll write a description of the picture. You know, I've done in under two thousand words. Right, you do that. Uh, no, I could give up on that mm. real quick. Mm, okay, that's good. So you were talking about AMD earlier. Um, was I? Yeah. 
I, I think things exploded and I started talking about hard drive okay, well, prices. I'm, I'm, yeah, I noticed that. So I have a question about AMD for you. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of Pile Driver? Um, I think it's a new, their new top secret whatever. So I guess it's the successor to their current one, which is called... Bulldozer? Bulldozer, right. So do you think it would be wise to invest in a computer with a Bulldozer, or should I wait for Pile Driver? Okay, I have waited for I waited forever for Bulldozer to come because mm-hmm. everybody knows it's been delayed forever, and so I finally gave up and bought it because you no, know, they released the motherboards months like six months before yes, the processor I, came I out. Yes. they were going to come out together, but then I they decided, that. no, we're not doing that. Yes, um, and so I am not buying it on principle. But um, I have an AM3 so plus board. What would you recommend for somebody who has no principles? Ah, uh, don't talk to Richard Michael Stallman. Okay, let's try again. Uh, I would, um, I would wait a little bit, but I'd still start piecing together stuff. Okay, I would, I'd totally go AMD over Intel right now. So, what about pile driver in particular? Um, well, newer normally means better, except for when it's their server class processors. Like, I'm, so I'm, I'm thinking that like the, the pricing will be the stickler on this. Is that when it comes out, it's obviously going to be ridiculously expensive. The motherboards are going to be another fifty bucks too, like uh, just for the new socket. No, I don't. Even, or do you think it's going to use the AM3 it, Plus? It, it said they, they will be using AM3 okay, Plus. Okay, so then they won't, you don't have to have the rush but, of the new right. Thing. But I but they'll probably get a new chipset anyway. Mm. You know, it'll go from up from nine ninety to nine ninety five or something. Uh, you still if it still uses the same socket, I know, it's but still I mean, going to be compatible. I know, but there's still going to be a new board. And I'm still There's always going to be a new board. I know, I'm going to get the, the newest board. Come out with a new board all the time. Yeah, I know, and I'm going to do it. You're going to get the newest Gigabyte one? Or yeah, you're gonna I, only do, I only do Gigabyte. Yeah, I heard Google switched completely to Gigabyte for a while. Yeah, they, they did. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if they still do that. I, they haven't talked too much about their server farms recently. Mm-hmm. Well, AMD's new thing for, and they just uh, licensed this technology from a company called Cyclos. Yeah. And it's called Resonant Clock Mesh. And I don't know mm. what it does or how it does it, but somehow it allows a processor... To use that extra energy and heat that it draws somehow, and puts it back into the clock mm, processor weird. thing. I don't. I don't know how it works. You can read about it. It's too technical for me. You're the uh, network tech. Did this tell you what happened when Google Docs tried to link and then it switched to desktop view. Um, the so, whole Safari crash. So what this new resident clock mesh will do is it'll allow AMD cores, these new pile driver CPUs, to go four gigahertz stable and above. Without any problems. Hmm. I wonder how much the heat sinks are going to cost. I don't know, and I'm I'm curious about um, how much performance will be improved by these improved clock speeds because, you know, these things usually are overclocked. But if they're not overclocked, maybe the heat will be less, and theoretically, the uh, power shouldn't be more if they're doing it right. Yeah. You do, you wouldn't want you wouldn't want to get a processor that's taking 195 volts or whatever watts. Yeah. Is that what they call it these days? Yeah. I hate units. Um, I know my CPU at home is 125 watts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mine mine is um my 945 here is actually 95 watt. Mm. I got yeah. the uh, lighter edition. Like there was original 95, 125, 90, whatever. There was an original one that was 125, and now I got the one that was you know used less power. That's cool. You know, uh, you know, a couple of generations later. Yeah. Yeah. But I know my old um. Pentium 4 also uses like 110 watts too. Mm, Pentium 4, that's uh, yeah, it's, not it's old one at all. of the um, it was a top gen one at the time. Yeah, of course. 
Um, Aren't they it's all? three gigahertz. No, no, this was um, <laughs> no, not at all. One of the nice ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget the model number on it. That's but, um, okay. It was real good. Yeah, I, I still use it today. It's on the head of my cluster. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, if you go to nexuslabs.org, um, you can see pictures of it. Hmm. You know. You know what? These pictures are wonderful. Yeah. Um, yeah. You can see my server rack in them and all the other wonderful things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, that server rack, you can stand on it, right? Yeah. Um, Those are really impressive. I know nobody's seen a picture of me because I don't have somebody to photographer. I don't have a photographer to take a picture of me standing next to it. Um, maybe I'll enlist the help of one. Um, Might be a good idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just give him a cookie and have him stand in a milk crate. He's a little short, the photographer I have in mind. Eh, I, knew, I knew where you were going with this, but I didn't know how you were going to get there. Yeah. So have you ever heard of Office? Yes, I have. You know, we started the show with Apple, and now we're talking about Microsoft a lot. I think Microsoft's the better of the two. I agree. Well, so, you know you know Office. Well, Office 15 is going to be the successor, of course, to Office 2010, which was Office 14. And we don't know what the name of it is going to be, but presumably Office 2012 would be a good choice. But yeah, I don't think they should do that because it makes things seem old when they don't update it soon. Yeah. Yeah. Well... They have released some screenshots of the new office coming soon. Uh, apparently, there's going to be a technical preview. There's a technical preview right now for OEMs and you know the the people who's who are actually going to be selling it. But there's pr- probably going to be a consumer kind of demo sometime in the summer, closer to the launch of Windows 8. And so the um, the screenshots look very uh, Windows 8 esque. They have the the same kind of UI features. Uh, it has like little uh, faded gray buttons and v- very solid colors all over the place instead of transparency. Mm, that's cool. So even the apps are now departuring from the traditional arrow theme. And also, if you didn't think that was good enough, the new office is going to have a much improved type or a touch mode versus a regular keyboard and mouse mode. Wait, one more time? So these new Office apps are going to include a touch mode, a mode specifically designed for touching. Wait, wait, wait. That's what I thought. You were talking about Office stuff? Uh Uh-huh. So I'm going to write a paper with my mouse? No, you're going to write a paper with your hand. You're going to type in Office with your, your hand, like an iPad. I'm not doing that ever. I don't know. How do you write papers now? Um, I use my desktop. And oh, I use, you uh, use a computer? Office. Yeah. Whoa. Computers still exist? Pretty much. That's insane. I thought they all died. I thought they didn't work anymore. No, hmm. they they all run a very, very stable version of uh, Debian. That's good. It'll never go away. Yeah, see, I don't, I don't do that. Anyway, so this, um, you know, I'm kind of, I'm kind of pleased that they're making a touch, touch version of Office, but, uh, you know... So far for me, typing on these tablets haven't been too good. I agree. I'm I'm trying to send an email to a colleague right now, um, including the show notes, because I can't seem to get my docs open anymore, because um, I have to restart my whatever. Would you like a copy of the show notes? Um, no, I can handle the rest. Okay, um, if you think so. Um, so that that's just an interesting thing that that's going to be happening with Office, and I wonder if yeah, Office will... Um, what happens you're going to charge for those kind of things? You think they're going to still maintain that $129 three license thing? I really hope they 
do because I can't handle. I won't buy it if it's anymore. Yeah, because I don't even know if I'll buy it now. So let let's say you know how pages is, you know, essentially five dollars or ten dollars or whatever. It's ten bucks on the uh, iPad. Yep, and I think it's thirty on the um, MacBook Air here mm-hmm. in the Mac App Store. Do you think that kind of a pricing is reasonable from Pages? Yeah, Pages is okay, but so it, it can't compete with Office. So no, let's say that Office was fifty for you know a computer and you know twenty for a tablet. Would that be okay? Uh, you know how would it be work for a tablet? Who knows? It's going to be touch touch enabled, so who knows what's going to happen? Yeah. So like, let's say Word was fifty dollars, right? Mm-hmm. On you know a regular computer, and yeah. it was twenty dollars on a tablet. Would that be okay? Yeah, that would be okay. But I'm trying to think. So on an Android tablet right now, what is the what what do you use to write a paper? You don't. Okay. There, I don't. I honestly don't even think there's an. An equivalent office application. I mean, because you'd use Google Docs, right? Because that's what Google is. Yeah, I guess I never thought of that. Because hmm. they do have a native Google Docs application on the uh, Android tablet. I know something I want. Yeah? A native Android. Huh. I, I really want to be able to use Google Docs on my iPad. Wouldn't that be nice? I'd really want to be able to use Google Plus on my iPad. No, you really don't. But uh doesn't seem I get any of that on this piece of crap. I know. So, you've heard of Flash, right? Yes, I have. So, Flash is no longer being developed for mobile. Did you know that? I heard that. Yeah, which is good, because nobody liked Flash on mobile. And Apple predicted that nobody would like Flash on mobile yeah. you know, a couple years ago, so they're doing a great job there. Well, Adobe has released the timeline for the next three versions of Flash, which is going to be Krill, which is Krill, Dolores, and Next. Mm. You know, this Next name keeps coming up. I wonder who inspired that. One or two. I don't know. And so the Krill and Dolores are going to be both this year. And apparently we're focusing on animation, vector-based graphics, video. And um, we're going we're gonna to make the Flash runtime way faster for gaming. Because they want Flash to be used for gaming and, and things, that, um, things that can leverage libraries external to Flash. So, like, they can leverage C, C and C++ code to mm-hmm. make games run a lot better. Yeah. And they're going to have some type of premium engine for video. I don't know what that means specifically, but it's just that's what they uh, said in their uh, PDF release form here. And so they're going to be releasing Krill sometime in the second quarter of 2012. They're going to do Dolores sometime in the second half of 2012. And sometime in 2013, they're going to be re- releasing Flash Player Next, which is probably Flash Player 12. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I am pleased with uh, the f- the new direction of Flash. Doesn't it seem like Flash stagnated? Stagmented? I don't know. Stagnated. That's right. Doesn't it seem like it stagnated for a while there? Yeah, it kind of did. Um... You know, for, for, like, years, it would have been Flash 8 and then just stopped. Yeah, because I, I remember when I learned Flash, and it was Flash Eight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, I also remember in uh, my old computer science teacher's room, he had a bunch of VHSs of uh, Flash Five, like how to yeah. use that. Yeah, I, I just think anything on a VHS is funny now. Well, I remember when I went to um, the Los Angeles Library, and the only relatively good book they had was a book on, the, like it was a technology section. They had other books, but I, I was looking at these old Flash Five books, and it's terrible. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So, do you know what Flash they're on right now? They're on 11.1, I think. Yeah, and so, want to know something about 11.2? Yeah, sure. Um, 
So no, you're not a very big Linux guy. Not much. Um, but there's always been um, support for things that are absolutely necessary for Linux, so yeah. people can get their work done. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's always been different. Like it's, it's always been hard to get um, Flash to work. Right. Um, like if because you go to the like if you go to the downloads page for Windows, you have like Windows 64 bit and you have options. That. Yeah. Well, do you know how many options you get with Linux? One. You get like uh, ROM, or you get um, Fedora crap. Because I know, um, I know, crap. I know, you get an RPM at least. Um, depending on what you want to download, you can also get a .dev. You could also yeah. get the you could get the source if you want to compile it. Yeah, uh, I don't think many people want that. Yeah, actually, I don't know. You if really they, could no, get no, no, this. No, there's you know, no I can't. way. I take that back. Yeah. Um, but most things you download, you get the choice for that with Linux. But with uh with the coming of 11.2, um, it's going to be talked that it would only be exclusively available for um, Chrome. Mm. Yeah. Why do you think they're doing that? Um, because, and if you read the article from blogs.adobe.com, they said they partnered up with Google. Well, uh, okay. So like, do you know the Pepper API? Where's Where's this article? I can I can tell you to go to blogs.adobe.com/flashplayer/slash/2012. Okay. Well. Are so, you there? No. There you go. Thank you. Um, so basically, it'll be a lot simpler. Like you can still use Firefox. Oh, yeah. So you can just use their, their pep- build, though. This Pepper thing, I remember this. Yeah. Because um, the other thing flat Google is working on is something called um, NaCl, which of course is sodium, but uh, it's their native client thing, which is a kind of a clone of Silverlight, which is a clone of Flash, which um, essentially allows C and C plus plus to run in the browser natively. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Yeah, so um, from what I get from this, you can still find a way to port things backwards. Because yeah. um, so, somehow it uses something with Netscape right now. Mm-hmm. Um, the Netscape API, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I I'm, don't think this is going to... I think this is only going to make things simpler. Like, I you know, at first I thought, oh no, I'm going to be forced to use Chrome even though I enjoy Chrome right now. Yeah. But it's actually it's kind of sad. Flash moving on. Well, it's kind of sad that Firefox is being... You know, left in the dust, um, but not by just Chrome, but by other things that it requires to be useful. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I don't even know. So does that mean? I mean, I, I imagine that previous versions of Flash will still be available for Firefox. It's not like oh yeah, you know um, it, it, that that won't affect anyone for with, years probably. With Flash Nine, you can still watch YouTube videos, right? It's, and it's it, poorly, and even that at some point, YouTube will probably switch over to HTML5 anyway. Oh, yeah, I guess that is coming soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so I think it's time for some lightning. Yeah. So, do you have any lightning? Um, let's see. So, do you know NASA's um, kind of quit their space agency? Not by choice, I, but I they kind of have been forced have, to. I have heard that. They're poor. Um, this Japanese um, construction company, I, I can't even hope to pronounce it, but they plan to possibly use carbon nanotubes to build an elevator that would oh, actually yeah. take you into space. I did hear about this. Because um, you know, carbon nanotubes are like 50 str- times stronger than equivalent steel cable of the mm-hmm. same diameter. Yeah. So they're super strong, but they're also kind of expensive to make. Right. But elevator to space will attract a lot of attention. Definitely. How long do you think it will be for an elevator ride up? So I, I, I read about it, actually. and uh... Sounds pretty cool. What they said is that it's a week each way. Wow. Um, because it can't go that fast for some reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wonder how it goes up. Like, it's not pulled by a cable, presumably. How does it go up? Does it crawl up the cable? Yeah, it's got to 
cable attached to it and has a bunch of motors at the bottom doing stuff. But do you, do you see where the elevator goes at the top? No, like, I didn't look. It, there's a, they include a basic diagram, and um, there's a giant counterweight on top, which I'm curious how they stack on top of it. Because, um, yeah. Probably in semi-geosynchronous orbit? I, I, I don't know, but uh, the elevator, the, like the tower goes up, um, I forget how tall, and then there's a, like a mirror of the tower. So the elevator only goes up halfway, oh, yeah, yeah. and then there's a giant counterweight on top, and right. then there's a bunch of other stuff. That is interesting. I, I don't know how that's implemented. Yeah, so we'll wait another 30 years and see what happens. Isn't it supposed to be finished by 2050? Yeah. that's um, They got some time. It's, it's extremely optimistic, though. I mean, how do you assemble it? I I don't know. I don't know much about construction, but I also know that they helped plan like the largest free. The construction company was working on the largest freestanding structure. Oh. I forget what it was standing. They're 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 they've a reputable firm. It sounds like that is extremely interesting. Do you know how to pronounce the construction company's name? Can you give me a link? This construction news. I'm you you know notes. you know show notes are incredibly useful. You know I want to use this legal pads for all this. No, we don't do paper and we don't do pads. We do, do books. A, yeah, I need to get an actual you know, there, desktop. There was a laptop right there. It's facing that way. It's movable. Is it? Yeah. It's revolutionary. <sighs> no, if we just add a TV I know. and bolt it to the wall. And I'm going to take that Apple TV back, too. <laughs> you really should. I, I know. It's going to be great once I do. But either way, we'll um, put it in the show notes so yeah. you can... Always wonder throughout your whole life what it was called. So I've got a bunch of landings. Cool. So have you ever heard of Guild Wars? Yes, I have. You know, we've been necromancers here in the Dark Light Room for, you know, a couple of episodes. Yeah, since winter and break. So, and so I have officially applied to be in the Guild Wars beta, and I uh, hope I get in. I hope you get in too, because yeah. then I'm going to take your account. Yeah, anytime. And yeah. so it, it, the Guild Wars beta is kind of set up odd. It's not like just play and play and play until release, what they're doing is they're doing it more of like events. So they're going to be testing different things at different times, and you're invited to each event specifically. Mm. So that is kind of an interesting thing. Uh, Also this week, VLC 2.0 has been released. And so earlier this week, I commented on this, and you know what I said? Nope. Oh, yes, I do, actually. Yeah? It sounds better when you say it. So I said, when when I, you know, installed it, and I opened it up, and I said, wow. It finally doesn't look open source anymore. Mm-hmm. Because traditionally, VLC, of course, is open source, and it still is. But traditionally, VLC looked terrible because it was open source. And usually, open source programs look terrible, right? Yeah, great functionality, but very, 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 very Poor bad, design. if any, graphical interface. Right. So that means uh, with this new update, it finally looks somewhat decent. I am incredibly pleased... That they finally integrated the play uh, the playlist like a side window into the main screen because that was always ridiculous that it had to be a free floating window. Mm-hmm. And even the Mac version looks good. And traditionally, the Mac version of VLC looked pretty bad. Yeah, do you know what I hated most about your Mac version of VLC? No, I don't. When you close it, it doesn't oh, yeah. close. Yeah, I know, but that's actually still a feature. Uh, it's not a feature; it's a curse. You know what? Actually, all applications on Macs are like that. Ah, you know, I don't know if I like that. You know how I get around that. Don't use things? Yeah, pretty much. But also, I always do Control-Q to close. Ah, okay. Yeah. I don't use those X buttons. They're too small. Like on Windows, the X button's huge. Yeah. On the Mac, the close button is so tiny. It's like four pixels by four pixels. Okay. And it's cool. actually not. It's probably like 16, but whatever. So, did you know 
um, that box, you know, you remember Box.net. Did you get that 50 gigabyte uh, yes, thing? Yes, I did. I did. I have never uploaded a single file to what, it. How did you get the 50 megabyte, th- the 50 giga thing? I said my name was Matthew Petrell, and like, here's a free account. Is that is that all you did? Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know. How, I, I got it when I got my touchpad, and I could get 50 gigabytes for free. Well, Box is doing the same thing again, but now for Android. Cool. So if you have an Android device, you can go get 50 gigabytes from Box.net. Good luck finding out how to use it. It won't matter. You won't be able to. So you know the Air Force, right? Yes, I do. Well, apparently they're canceling their 3,000 iPad order. Good choice. You know why? Worthless. They just heard that the new one is coming out in three weeks. Wow. I wonder what they do when they cancel an order that big. I don't know. Well, send them to them at a discount. I doubt it. Have you ever seen it discounted at school from Apple? Yeah, yeah. When you um, it was like five dollars. No, no, they give you the oh, worst one, and yeah. then it's actually a negative. Like they can sell all your their surplus that's going to go away for crap, and then add another twenty bucks to the cost and say it's educational. Yeah, you're right. That is true. So you know, remember in the early episodes how we always had that fake feedback section? Mm-hmm. We actually do have some feedback now. Oh, really? Yeah, Ian Buck is actually writing feedback for us now. Oh, cool. So he's asked us some questions. How would Siri integrate into a desktop OS? Or, in general, how would voice control integrate into a desktop? Um, remember when Windows Vista came out? Yeah, I remember um, that. They started having, vo- that's when they first started doing the voice control for Windows. Mm-hmm. Um, like, when I was homesick one day, I just was playing with my headset, and I could actually get it to work. Like, you write a couple lists of commands, yeah. and so... It was it was always kind of lame. Like, but if you'd say start, run, and then it would go to the run, and then you can t- tell it to spell something, and that was a long time ago, and it worked okay. Now, mm-hmm. um, I know voice recognition's only gotten better. And um, have you ever have to use Microsoft's um, customer support page? No, I have or uh, over the phone. No, definitely not. Um, well, I had a um, manufacturer copy of Windows Seven. Um, and I needed to install it on my laptop. Yeah. And I had to call them to verify that I was I was a human. I wasn't a bot trying to get a bunch of keys. Yeah. Um, they have the most amazing thing. Like it, it sounds like you're talking to a person. It records everything you say in real time. Well, that sounds good. Yeah. So I just read the product thing. I say yes. It sounds like you're talking. It feels like you're talking to a real person, but you're not. Um, it was a beautiful system. I want to call them just to show you. <laughs> Maybe um, later. Yeah. Um, so how would Siri integrate into a desktop OS? It would be, you could only use it at night, and <laughs> okay. it would be a piece of crap. Yeah. Well, so I I had thought about it too, and so one of the things I thought is that, so let's say you have Siri, right? Mm-hmm. And so normal normal logic would insist that let's say you had your calendar application, of course, because you do on your uh, Mac, you have your calendar app. Yeah. So you ask Siri to make a new calendar app, well, yeah. or you make a new calendar event. Well, what if you got a new app, a new calendar app that's better than the built-in iCal? Right, kind of hard to uninstall the default things. I found that out. It's hard to uninstall mail and yeah, you can't uninstall them, really. Yeah. So what do you do? How would Siri know to use the new one? Well, it, you know, like I mentioned, contracts earlier from Windows eight yeah. or Windows seven phone, which is also in Windows eight. Mm-hmm. Well, I think they they could implement something extremely similar to that. So then, an app would tell Siri that this is what we want to do for functionality, and you can tap into this. And so then, up on the first on the first usage. Of make a new a new calendar event, it, Siri would ask. So, do you want to use calendar, or would you like to use Awesome Cal? Hmm. 
So it would be intelligent, you know, it would use hooks yeah. and, you know, things like that. And I think that there's a great way to extend the usability of Siri. But you know the problem with Siri right now? Massive downtime. I think I've mentioned that. Yeah. Except without the words, uh, massive downtime. Hmm. I think it was implied that you could only use it at night, because... Uh, it's just ambiguous. Either way, it's a piece of crap. Yeah, it is, pretty much. I'm not... The demo video is pretty cool. I think the demo audio is pretty cool. The demo video is just kind of... Like talking to a rectangle. All right. I'm glad yeah. we got that clear. It is. Um, so Ian also is asking, what does Microsoft gain by releasing Office for iOS um, before releasing Office for the Windows 8 platform? This iOS Windows? Office, oh, Office for iOS. There is? Not yet, but what if they did? What would they gain? Squat. Really? Maybe a couple billion from selling apps, but that's about it. That sounds pretty good. Um, I don't know. So one of the things that you have to realize about Microsoft is they make most of the money from Windows and Office. Mm-hmm. And it's not as if people buy Windows for Office, they buy Windows and then get Office with it. Yeah. So, that I mean, it's like an included price in Windows at some point. Because you buy a computer, it comes with Windows, and you get your $99 Office with it anyway, right? Mm-hmm. Well, so if people can get an iPad and Microsoft can still get money from anybody who buys an iPad because, you know, there's, what, 50 million iPads being bought and sold all the mm-hmm. time now? Yeah. Well, if Microsoft could even get 20 of those, 20% of those people to get Office, even if, you know, if it was $20 per app or $10 per app, whatever, they'd still be making more than they are now. Yeah, I suppose. So I think it would be great for them to make an iOS for Office. And... It would kind, depending on how they do it and how well it is, they could kind of show that Android tablets suck a lot mm-hmm. because uh, Android doesn't have as much uh, feature-rich support for these kind of things because there are no Android tablets that are good. iPad is really good; it has the great hardware for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think they could do a good job with it. On the other hand, you know what the problem with it would be when when the Windows 8 tablets do come out. They could possibly expose a great flaw in them. And then, then you know what that is? No. That they suck. Ah, yeah. What if Office for iPad ends up being way better than the experience in the overall operating system on Windows 8? I don't know. Like, you know the Mac version for Office right now? Yes, unfortunate. Uh, they They're all horrible. are just awful. Yes. But I don't know if that was by purpose or if just Mac suck. Mm. You know, I think it's a com- actually a, a minimal payment on the operating system this time. Okay. Yeah. Um, because it actually, yeah. It, you know, so I'm running, I don't even know, what is this? This is Office 2012? And what, was that on default, or how much did you have to pay for that? What? Oh, no, this is uh, 30 bucks from the U, okay. University of Minnesota. And so this is Office 2011. This is uh, Office version 14.1.4. And so, you know, they have the they have a kind of a ribbon, but it looks more Mac like. Mm. I don't I don't personally like the Office for Mac, but then I don't use it that much anyway. I just needed it for school because it's inconvenient to have to use Windows only. Yeah. Yeah. But it's interesting. So, do you think they should do uh, an iOS uh, Office? Why not? I think so. I agree. Why not? Throw a team together, make yeah. them come up with a better logo for you know, they that. could make a great logo for Office versus uh, that Windows 8 one. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, what was I going to say? So for App of the Week, I had a, I'm advertising an app that I don't haven't bought, purchased yet. Really? 
Yes. What is it? Um, it's seventeen bucks, but it's my one of my favorite games for Nintendo DS. Oh. It's, but it's for the iPad. Hmm. Um, um, the creators of Final Fantasy have released Final Fantasy three. Because like you know the DS is touchscreen and all sorts of stuff. Mm, yeah. Well, they have um a Final Fantasy three for the iPad now. It's an app you can download. Um, people say that on the iPad because the screen is so big, the graphics look kind of bad. Mm-hmm. But all Final Fantasy games kind of look bad. Kind of for the handheld. Yeah, definitely. Um, but I still love Final Fantasy Tactics, and that was I never really personally bad for graphics. I, I never really liked Tactics. It was too. I, I kind of like turn based slow strategy. for me. Just turn up the frame speed. Uh, yeah, that probably would. I only always played on the emulator because I'm not. I'm too cheap to go. You know. You know. I never would do that. Really? Yeah. Why? I only buy the things that work. Emulator works 200 percent faster. Yeah, but you so know, so much easier to play the game. And who's the one who's complaining about their operating system not working? It's working pretty well. Really? Yes, it was. Good. That is good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Weren't you going to em- emulate uh, OS 10 or something? Um, yes, I need iMovie, because that's an operating system that works. It is. <laughs> I kind of need iMovie now. Yeah. Because, um, as you know, on Wednesday I launched my own show, and I, I'm sure you've listened to it, and everybody else has listened to it. Really? Um, yeah, it was called um, Unannounced Genesis. It's part of my midpoint thing. Because mm. you know how we have our long podcast on Friday, and you, Sa- this you and one? Sam have, yes, yeah. have Nexus. Mm-hmm. You and Sam have about an hour and a half long, or hour and 15 minute um, universe segment. Mm. Um but yeah, I have something for a normal person. Your, your definition of segment and show are very confused. Those are shows, not segments. The lightning round is a segment in a show. Just saying. Either way, um, on Wednesdays, I have the midpoint. Um, it's um, for people who don't have time to waste listening to really long podcasts. Yeah, yeah I know how that is. Because uh, it, it's hard to get through this at one sitting. It really is. Um, but... A little. It's um. The first episode was about six and a half minutes. That's good. Um, covered ten stories. That's the highlights of the week mm-hmm. so far, or just the first half of the week. It's for the midpoint right. naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we go in depth and talk about most of the things. Um, it's about science and tech, so it's kind of a hybrid of both the universe and um your show. Mm-hmm. And so um, you should listen to it. Um, it'll be more announced next week. Where do we find that? Um, right now, it's um, being hosted on YouTube. Okay, that sounds great. And it's linked up on my um, blog, and Nexus Labs is also sponsoring it. And um, for those of you who don't know, I own Nexus Labs, and um, Nexus Labs has recently launched its own rival network to compete with the Nexus. Because um, it makes perfect sense for the CEO of the Nexus to be the co-host of the other Nexus. That's very complicated. Do you know what happens when Nexus's collide? No, I don't. You get the midpoint every Wednesday starting at 7. Oh, that's, that's very good. Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, please watch. Yeah, we definitely. Uh, I'm looking forward to this. Yeah. and um, So it's every Thursday, I mean every Wednesday. Wednesday. Wednesday, Wednesday evening? Um, yes, it's an evening news segment. Okay, that sounds great. Segment. Uh, it's not a segment. It's, it's a, a show. It's a part of a line segment. It's the midpoint. It's the, think of the week as a line. Why is it called a point then? Because I have... Ten points per episode. But if it's midpoint... Wait, no, I said episode is a segment. Huh? <laughs> uh, terminology failure. So, no, but wait. If it's a midpoint, how can it be a segment also? By being to the left. To the left. And right. To the right. And jumping around in order. Yeah, you know, that's a bad joke now. Yeah, it kind of is. Yeah, it doesn't work anymore. 
Yeah, I think I'm going to sign off before I can yeah, say anything I else think, stupid. I think so. So where can we find you on the internet? Um, you can find me at my new blog I've just uploaded. And, and um, where is that again? Um, my blog is on MatthewPetchell.com. Okay. Um, and um, you also can find me at my business address, uh, which is NexusLabs.org. Okay. And if you ever want to email me or anything, um, it's uh, Matt at NexusLabs.org. And um, I will not send you a reply email with the email you sent it at. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, I, I'm having some problems with um, sending mail as yeah, I, mad I, at Nexus. I, I heard that problem before. But uh, I'll totally send you an email back. Yeah, definitely. And of course, you can find me, Ryan Rampersett, all over the place on Twitter at RyanMR or on Facebook at Google Me Now and all sorts of things. Yeah. And uh, yeah, have a good well, one. This is Matthew Petrel signing off. Yeah, see ya. Yeah.